Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's going to be a short one tonight, but we've got lots to talk about. Thierry Henry, the new manager at Aston Villa. Will it happen? Usman off. Will he sell his shares? And also the furore in the media with the fans. All about Mezzozil. Enjoy the show. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal. Evening, lads. Um, it's a hot one here in on the edge of London. Um, it's thirty something bloody degrees. It's not only hot in the uh, in, in in temperature wise. It's hot with uh, with regards to Arsenal news. It just seems to be just. <laughs> like coming in minute after minute after minute uh we've just i know i recorded the trailer just a, a little while ago uh, and we've also got news on gazidis which we'll also touch on um how are you guys doing it's a bit chillier up north i think isn't it uh mike uh only a couple of degrees chillier i was in kettering today and it was only 23 and a half degrees i thought uh, oh it's it has it's highest i saw it was about 30 uh, i think it's only about 20 Six twenty-seven now, but I can't be too sure. Uh, we, we, I, I've got uh, one of these rolling aircon units, and in my bedroom, uh, when I put it in last night, um, it was at thirty degrees. I've done the same again. I, it, I put it on again now for the bedroom tonight, but it took all night to get it back down to about twenty degrees. So it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's hot in the city, as the song goes. It uh, must be even hotter for you, Manny. You uh, you avoiding the tubes at the minute because uh, Central Line uh, has been voted uh, the hottest and most uncomfortable tube line on the network. Oh my God! You know what? I wish I did. Um, I was in Chancery Lane, uh, meeting a mate, so the Central Line was the only train I could get home. That thing, they they need to discontinue that that those trains. It is awful. It is terrible, man. Oh I've, my god! I've got to go in Friday. Oh, I've got a, I've got a client. I've got a client visit down in Tottenham Court Road, Tottenham Court Road sort of area on Friday. So I timed it to miss the the rush. I don't want to go in with the crush and all like that. So I'll work at home early on, and I get I've got to get into Tottenham Court Road for about eleven. So ten oh, o'clock mate. on the tube. Mate, uh, it's, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. It's so uh, hot on that thing. And I, I I sweat in the winter as a kid. Uh, I sweat eating a salad. I am just one of those people who perspire. Uh, not one of those smelly bastards that you get in the tube with, but you know what I mean. I just, I just drink. Yeah, oh, it's awful. Not it's awful. Time. Anyway, anyway. So we've got a few things to go across, haven't we? We we, we talked about that. We're going to have a quick chat about uh, Thierry Henry um, going to uh, Villa. Will he will he sign up as a manager? We'll we'll touch on the preseason tour, but to be honest. If we come on next week, uh, we can probably cover over those games. But some of the the, the fringe players that haven't made it there. Um, a bit about Uzumnov, and we'll link on Gazidis on the back of that. Uh, and then uh, towards the end, keep it towards the end, because I'm sure there's more that people want to talk about. Um, Mesut Ozil and uh, his uh, treatment that he says he received from D, uh, the DFB, um, the German Football Association. And um, the support he's had by some sections of the fan base of Arsenal and some of the criticism he's had by some sections of the Arsenal fan base. And the and, and we'll take it from there. So let's talk about Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry. Do you want me to carry on singing, guys? What do you make, him, make of him going to Villa? Villa's quite a... You know, in 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 footballing terms, in in the uh, British football or the English football um, stature of names, they're up there. I know they've done fuck all for for years, and but they won the European Cup in in the eighties. Um, you know, they were always up there challenging. Um, they were unlucky, although on the actual playoff final last uh, last May, they didn't deserve it. But they were unlucky not to get back with Steve Bruce back up into uh, the playoffs. Um, one, Thierry Henry, do you think he's the right choice? Obviously, they've had a change of ownership. They've got some Chinese owners coming in. Do you think he's the, the, the right choice? 
would he be successful? And two, on the underside of that, Steve Bruce, you know, are they doing the right thing with a guy who understands the league and the position they're in? Who wants to go first? Stick your hands up. Go on, Manny. Yeah, I'll doubt that take this one first of all let me just clear up steve bruce that dude has have has had enough opportunities he's flopped enough times um I, me personally i'm sick of seeing his his in, in, belly in the premier comment. league i'm sick of seeing his belly on the touchline uh, but in the premier league yes i'd agree but in the championship he's got uh, more teams up and taken plenty down, but he is good at taking people, no different than Sam Allardyce, is good at keeping people in the Premier League. He is very good at bringing uh, teams from the Championship to the Premier League. And that's where that's the Holy Grail. That's where the money is, isn't it? I don't care. Enough of managers like him. Steve Bruce has had enough opportunities. You know, I think you know, Steve Bruce is a part of that band of managers who always seem to be doing absolutely shocking at certain clubs, but they always seem to find jobs. You know, Steve Bruce, Sam Allardyce, Alan Pardew, um, who else? Um, Harry Redknapp. You know, those, those guys. Ugh, move on. You know, so, I'm happy so, that. So is Thierry uh, part of the new wave of managers? Like yeah. you got Eddie, you got Eddie Howe. Um, you know, you got you got new managers coming up. You got Silva, uh, who's now at Everton, I believe. Mm. Uh, you know, th- there's plenty of these new managers coming through. How how do you reckon Thierry will do? Like he was, he was like third fiddle, wasn't he? Because he had uh, was it Graham Brown alongside uh, Martinez at Belgium, um, and Thierry Henry was one of their one of the coaching staff. Um, Wenger at one point there was talk about whether he wanted to remain, uh, Thierry wanted to remain within the coaching staff, but Wenger made him uh, an ultimatum of leave uh, your Sky Sports punditry stuff if you want to remain as a coach within the Arsenal setup. Um, and he refused. He carried on with the Sky work, done his Bel- he then joined Belgium, done his Belgium work. He's managed to get beaten by his own country. I, yeah, go on, Manny, you can go... Um, <laughs> the thing is, I wasn't, I wasn't um too surprised about you know Wenger not having him on, um, because I don't think Thierry would have been part of the Arsenal Wenger Kiss My Ass Club. Um, so I'm not, I'm not too um pissed off about him not getting a job there. Um, how is he going to do Aston Villa? Time will tell. The thing is, he's new, he's fresh. Um, he will command a certain level of respect from those players. Um, you know, because of just just his name alone. Um, but I think he will have to earn respect in a different way, and that's you know his his coaching methods and how hands on he's going to be. Um, we saw how he was on the pitch, but I think we touched on something like this um, on another podcast when you said you know there were a certain type of person when they were younger, and you you know when you get older you get wiser, so you change a little bit. So maybe he's gone through that phase. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he does. I think he'll he'll be fresh. I think he'll he'll be vibrant. I think he'll have a lot of ideas. I think working with Martinez has has given him you know a little bit of an insight. So I'm hoping he will do well. I mean, there's no Arsenal fan out there that does not want to see him do well. But you want to see him do well because at some point in the future, you want to see him come back and be Arsenal manager, don't you? So I wish him all the best. I, I, I one day if he if he's successful, I would like to see him uh, back as an, an Arsenal manager. Um, Mike, what do you make of um, like as a an Arsenal captain? Uh, he was probably the biggest player that we had at the time when he was made Arsenal captain was he the best leader of men um I've had a, a, a discussion on I, I don't know if it's Arsenal fans forum or what what one of the groups with uh, some guy uh, well, it was actually uh, Arsenal fans forum uh, Chang was uh, talking about and giving Thierry a really hard time saying he was crap at this crap at that crap at the other um I disagreed with a lot he said but the one thing he did come along and said he, he wasn't really much of a leader um do you think he was much of a leader as a, a captain uh, of Arsenal before he went to Barcelona? And do you think he's learnt maybe? Or, or will he have learnt? Can he be a manager? Um, <clears throat> I thought he was a good captain. If you look at the players that he had around him, there were a lot of big names, big egos, 
and Gosh, I would. <laughs> that's it. The, the, there was a lot of big egos, and there was a lot of big names, and I'm, I'm sure the ones he managed as well. For instance, you had the likes of Sol Campbell. I'm. I would say straight away, I, he must have been quite a difficult man to manage. He comes across as a really nice guy, but on the pitch, on the training, on the training field, and everything else, I'm sure he was. You know what I mean? He's going to have think, a big say in something. I think Sol was a probably an uh, a perfectionist, utter, utter professional at what he done. Yeah, um, I'm not saying that, but I'm but, I'm but, sure obviously these think... these guys I was playing playing with like Sol Campbell, like Vieira, um, Youngberg, Perez, they all had. They all had a voice, and they wasn't afraid to use it. No, but he wasn't captain until a lot of those had left. Oh, yeah, by all means, yeah, but he still played with these types of people. Um, a lot of them were still, you know what I mean, a lot of them were still there. Um, Vieira had gone by then. Yeah, Vieira, I think, had gone by then, yeah. Um, Burr, Burr but then again, when you're learning off people as well, who who better than Vieira, especially as a captain? Yes, I... Um, but okay, if we say Vieira is ten out of ten as a captain, yeah. is that a fair? fair okay, Vieira is ten out of ten. Uh, Tony Adams is ten out of ten. How much out of ten would you have given Thierry as um, as a captain? I I don't need to sound too harsh on this or anything else because I do like. Obviously, I love Thierry Henry. Is yep. He is re- one of the reasons why I love Arsenal. As a player, uh, I, I he's, yeah. he's, he's fifteen out of ten. But I'm I'm just saying, as a captain, as a as captain, a I'd probably give him seven out of ten. Okay, um, I, I'd probably give him four to five. Uh, yeah. at times, and sometimes maybe six or seven. Um, there was times where some of those players, he, he being a striker, he stayed up forward. Yeah. I, I never think a striker should be a captain. Um, no, I'm the same. I believe. I honestly feel that uh, if anyone's going to be a captain, it needs to be a defender. I, that's my personal opinion. Defender, a midfielder, a central midfielder. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe someone like a holding midfielder or something. Yes. Yeah, 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 Shaka. Just so they can watch. No, not Shaka. <laughs> don't. No, no. <laughs> Seriously, Fergus, don't even joke about that. Right, Manny, give us your score out of ten for him as a leader, um, as a captain. Uh, I'd say maybe a seven. Okay, yeah, 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 him, yeah, yeah. I'll give him a seven out of ten. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm probably a bit more be bit a bit more harsh. One because I don't like the fact that they're in that position, but two, um, a, a captain should be there. And if you're a striker, you can't go back and put somebody a hand on somebody's shoulder and go, "You're right," because the cap the, the striker's always up there trying to get the ball, get co- score the goals. Where you got Per Metasaka, Tony Adams, Sol Campbell. Um, Patrick Vieira in the middle uh, mm. you know you've got you, those people can talk to various parts around the team mm. um, how do you think he'll fare as uh, a captain uh, or sorry a manager at Villa uh, both of you uh, come in I'll, I'll shut up for a minute and let you two talk oh man time will tell you know time I will tell um, yes please shush um, so it will it will it'll be interesting to see first of all how he handles um, the problem children, how he handles egos, um, because he, we all know he has one himself. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether he uses techniques that were used on him, um, considering that he admitted that he was difficult to deal with at times. So it'll be interesting to see how he deals with that. It'll be interesting to see how he lifts the players, you know, when there's, when morale is low, when they've had a few defeats. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. It'll be interesting to see how he talks to the media, how he handles all of that sort of pressure. Um, I hope he does well. I can't, I can't, you know, speculate how well he's going to do because this is his first managerial job. So, I'm hoping he does well. I'm hoping he gets Villa to the Premier League. I'm hoping he's still the manager of Villa if he does get to the Premier League because it would be so interesting for him to come back to the Emirates as a manager, you know. So, no, I want him to do well, 100%. Mike? Yeah, I'm the same. I want him to do well. Um, I'm all for it. If that's the choice he wants to make, that's the choice he wants to make. And to touch up about... Um, is is part of that generation of players who all had were none of them were afraid to use their voices, um, and you can see that through now these up and coming managers who are around the same sort of generation as him, they're all coming through and they're doing really well. If you look at uh, 
I can't remember the names, uh, but you've got the manager who was at Hoffenheim. You've got the manager at Hoffenheim as Nagelsmann, isn't it? Is it Nagelsmann? Yeah, I that's it. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I mean, it, it, these young managers that are coming in now—I I say young managers are not really young, but they're a young, the new generation of managers are bringing fresh football rather than this what I would call the Sam Allardyce football. The Mourinho football. style. The Mourinho. Well, no, look, Mourinho look, style's boring. But um, Mourinho, Mourinho's dead, isn't he? Yeah, pretty much. The, his his style of play is it, it is boring. Yeah, negative football doesn't yeah, work. He has it, been he has been criticised for his football for so long, and now it you know what I mean it, it, don't, don't get me wrong, he's won a lot in his career. Uh, it has worked for him, but I don't think that style of play works anymore. There's 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 quite a few like we got Lundberg, we got uh, Per, we got uh, Thierry Henry, we got and and there's those players coming through. Okay, Phil Neville didn't do too well at Valencia, but I I actually do uh, not Phil Gary. Um, I say Gary. Uh, yeah, at Valencia, but um, I do rate him as a pundit, and I think he actually knows his stuff. He can be quite annoying sometimes, but there there I, I get your point about that generation of. Players, not are, all are, of them. Not all no, of them no, are no, going no, to be no, good but, managers. But, but I'm just hard, saying the he's part. They're of... part of that generation coming through they're... to be these type of managers, and they've all got a voice. Do you know it? Like Henri is not afraid to use it when he's a pundit, and that's what made him. A, I thought he was a quite a good pundit. I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan, but I wasn't. I, I didn't dislike him either as a pundit, but. In fairness, a lot of the time I'm at the games, or if I'm not at the game, I'm watching it at the pub, so I don't actually see um, the punditry stuff, or you can see it, but you don't hear it. So I, I, I don't sit at home and watch football as much, especially around Arsenal and stuff like that. At Monday night football and stuff, I, I I prefer Neville as a pundit than I do Henri as a pundit. Pers- uh, yeah, when you've got a commentate on the game, yeah, Neville would probably be better, and punditry... Uh, yeah, there is better than Henri, don't get me wrong, but there is a lot worse. Yeah, no, no def- definitely. A hell of a lot worse. Pick it up on what you said about like the generation. This generation of those players that are coming through now, they're in their what mid-early 40s. They're quite young like me. Um, well, I'm a couple of years older than them, but not much. Well, um, like I say, like late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, um, but they are, are they like the... The Shankleys and the the Busby Babes and you, you, you know the, the era of the Fergie lot and the Wenger lot uh, when Arsenal Man United, you know, it, 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 are we seeing, you know, the, are we reaping the the rewards of the start of the Premier League with the Man United and Arsenal rivalry sort of thing? Who knows? Listen, I wish him well. Um, I hope. He he is successful. Um, how successful? I'd love to see him get uh, promoted. Um, if he gets promoted this season, uh, at the end of this season, that would be extraordinary. I don't know. Um, it would be nice. Um, and then if he did get promoted, to have a season stabilising uh, Villa in the Premier League. Um, we then have two seasons of Unai. Uh, he's got a four-year contract. I'm not wanting to get rid of our new manager, our head coach already, um, but at least it gives, you know, a pathway to to get there. Um, I know Alex Howarth, who does our music. He's a Villa fan, and he is a, an avid listener. And I talk to him about the uh, the podcast on a regular basis. Uh, he'll be very happy that we've uh, all had an opinion on Villa. Well, I, uh, I I I hold my, you know, I mean, I think it's great what Villa are doing. They're bringing a fresh. You know, I mean, it's coming. It, they're bringing fresh into it. It's uh, a fresh new manager. See how it works. They're, they're taking a risk, and I. It's fair play to him. Um, like I say, well, like Manny said earlier about Steve Bruce, he's part of that older generation. Is he's done it? Is he's been there? He's done that? He's done this? He's done that? And it's. It, is it getting boring now? And so it's. I. I. I it's definitely fair play. I. I I think it's great that Villa are taking this fresh route and taking a good risk on him. And, and fin- I, I fin- hope he does well. To finish off on the Villa thing, uh, not that we're talking about Villa, we were talking about Tyrone Reid, just to clarify that. Um, but, but with Villa, um, only shame, Will, they will have to sell Grealish. Uh, they're going to probably sell him to Tottenham. Uh, I hope they rinse him for every penny they've got. Because, uh, it's not worth to- what they're asking for. <laughs> 
Uh, they wanted about four million for him or something like that. Four? I thought it was like well over that. No, 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 no. It, it was started off at four million, and now it's up to tw- eleven or twelve million. But no, it's not worth it. Really? Yeah, I don't think he's that great of a player, to be honest. He's good. I, I... He's good. He's a good championship player, but Premier League, I think he'd struggle. But buying a number ten, okay, maybe not a fully fledged um, Mesut Ozil. Uh, number 10 um, you know for 15 million if they got them 15 or even 20 million that's cheap isn't it yeah for the lower clubs um, that's what we're talking about aren't we I know they, they've they got an artificial standing at the minute but... I thought uh, the spuds are after him as well that's who I was talking about oh yeah the spuds yeah well yeah. like I say I hope they get I hope they rinse them yeah I really do and they deserve it <laughs> So, anybody been watching much of the Singapore tour? I know the uh, Arsenal, um, the Arsenal media machine has been in. Oh, it's been pumping out stuff after stuff. The the, the thing I have liked, um, and we touched on on the last podcast, was some of the like the players that have been out there. Perez uh, went out, and he seems to be having a good time. But the training, they're still, they're not out there on a jolly and just a marketing tour. They're out there to work and get ready. Because the last two or three seasons, before when I used to go to Switzerland, it was like a gentle ease in from holidays after having your month off, back into regaining fitness and getting to match fitness and everything else. Uh, it was always Switzerland and then maybe the Emirates Cup or the Amsterdam tournament. But more and more often it seems that we go on a tour we did in Australia last year we're doing Singapore now there's no Emirates Cup because uh, of the World Cup because the, the window's too too tight um, but the players are actually being worked hard I don't know if you saw that ring a ring a rosy sort of thing where it was all about pressing and possession and if you lost the ball you went in the middle and uh, holding hands I know it looks a bit funny but I, I understand it it's about to understand the connectivity of uh, various players and what they're doing but quite a quite a few of the fringe players haven't made it um Carl Jenkinson Chuba Akpom the Jeff um Billick and Joel Campbell were absent from the 25 um of those five do you see any of those five staying within the squad of Arsenal, um, either on a permanent basis and working their way in, or do you see them being sold or loaned or whatever? Go on, money. Short and sweet. Jenkinson, get rid. Campbell, get rid. Akpom, get rid. The Jeff, loan. The Bielik, loan. Mike? Um... Sell them all, but give Jeff the loan. I, okay. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm as easy as that one on that one for me. Short and sweet. And again, the tour, nothing's really happened, Bob. We've seen lots of media stuff about the training. we got Atletico uh, tomorrow, because this is uh, Wednesday night. Um, we've got Atletico tomorrow at 12.45, I think, in the afternoon. Uh, and then we have... Um, PSG on the 28th. Obviously, Atletico, um, was that Emery's old club? No. No, no, no. He done Seville and Valencia, didn't he? And PSG. And Yeah, PSG. Sorry, PSG as well. So, um, will you watch tomorrow? Will you watch Saturday? Um, Probably neither, because I'm busy, so I'll have to catch some highlights. Uh, I I personally won't be able to make tomorrow i've got some i'm back-to-back meetings at the minute and fucking driving but yeah Uh, saturday depending on um the uh most accommodating and most delightful and delectable mrs k um i might i might i might get a half hour uh to catch some of the 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 priests i would like to see um us us against psg especially because it's emery's old club um just to see how he knows how to play against their players and what players that will start. Who knows? Uh, Mike, are you watching any? Uh, no, I'm. I am actually busy on both days, but I will be catching the highlights definitely. So, will anybody watching 
going forward a little bit, is you got have we got Chelsea then as the the last preseason game in Dublin, isn't it? I know some of the guys from the forum are going to go over there. Um, I'll probably watch that because I think it's a Friday or Saturday at uh, like seven o'clock in the evening, so it's not it's not so bad. It's good beer and football evening. Yeah, honestly, I'm not I'm not too big on preseason, to be honest. Um, if I if I miss a game, I miss a game. You know what I mean? I, I like catching highlights and seeing what happens. But um, in terms of needing to see the games, no, no, not really. Um, when it gets serious, then yeah, then I'll plant my backside in front of the TV and then tell everyone to leave me alone. But in terms of preseason, I, I can't wait for it to be over and the real stuff to start. To be honest, I'm so excited. I am so excited. You're telling me you're going back to um the Singapore videos and the Arsenal propaganda machine doing work. I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I mean, like you know, it, it's so refreshing because the players look refreshed. You know, it, it's Bamiyang it's looks like he is a kid at Christmas, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, I was I was watching the the, um, the latest video that came out, and uh, it was, you know, they were doing shooting drills and and Perez. You know, could like lash the ball in and you know he was like to speak in Spanish and hugging the guy and him and Lacazette I've got this little you know bromance going on where Lacazette threw water at him and then they're all in the, the ice bath Lacazette was a bitch about it by the way all screaming like oh it's, it's, it hurts like oh please um, it's, it's, it's a weird so, thing so isn't it full of ice yeah it's a bin full of ice but they should be used to it by now I've had to do ice bath have you guys ever had to do a nice bath nope oh god no, Ish. but I, I've had a lot of ice on my legs and my shoulder before. Oh, yeah, you have to remember. You have to remember that me and Mike are real men, and no, you're you know. old. No, 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 no. And Mike, Mike, fucking stand up for yourself, mate. You, you're not old. What what age are you? Thirty, thirty one. I'm thirty four. Thirty four. There we go. Mm. Yeah, he's not old. He just okay, so he's, li- he's lived in like me. So no, whoa, you're just, whoa, no, you're whoa, just whoa, old. Whoa, whoa, hang on. <laughs> not that lived in then. <laughs> Speak no, for yourself here, you're digging your own hole. Don't bring me into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm guessing you're the only you're the only skeleton around here then. You know, just old, decrepit, you know, dusty, going through the motions, soon going to go through menopause, that sort of stuff. Uh, it's okay, Fergie, it's just life. So, Usmanov. Usmanov, uh, there was questions. There was the Paradise Papers, uh, uh, questions over whether he actually, um, because Mashuri, who was his partner and previously his accountant, um, they set up a company in 2007, which formed Red and White Holdings, which worked with David Dean, and they wanted to do a, a buyout and, and buy all of Arsenal, but uh, the board within Arsenal sold to Silent Stan. Um, in 2016, uh, Masuri sold his shares that there's questions over whose money it was that the shares were bought with. First of all, he sold his shares of 15-16% to uh, Uzmanov and Mashuri then went and bought, spent £87.5 million and bought 49% of Everton Football Club. The plot thickens in the sense that there was a bit of a question whether uh, Uzmanov it was Uzmanov's money in the first place. Mishuri, as the accountant, said, no, there was an error in the paperwork. Um, and there's also further things with Uzmanov Metals Company, I think they're called, have got priority and have already pre-booked the naming rights of the new Everton Stadium. So Uzmanov is getting fed up that he cannot um, get any more shares uh, from uh the small shareholders and, and to make an impact uh, on Kroenke. He offered to pay, there's rumours of 1 billion and 2 billion uh, to buy out Stan Kroenke and take control of the club. Uh, but uh, Kroenke wouldn't sell. Talk over why that should be. The, um, part of it is down to Danny Fisman, I believe, on his deathbed saying, whatever you do, if you sell your sh- shares, 
sell him to anybody but Usmanov. Um why, who knows, whether that's true or not, it's just anecdotal. Um, but Uzmanov's getting fed up. Uh, if he sells his shares of 30%, um, that they are being picked up because he is selling a few. They are being picked up by uh, Kroenke-affiliated companies. Um, if Kroenke gets 75% of Arsenal Football Club, he can actually force a um a compulsory purchase order on the remainder of the shares and uh they will basically have to sell and it will become a cronky owned wholly owned institution first of all guys thoughts on that and the mess that's in it i personally think uzmanov is going to go to everton but after that what do you think Uh, I can't. I don't know. I'm, I'd be gutted to see him go because he's the only one who will actually stand up against Kroenke. What you, you say? You'd be gutted to see him go? Yeah, because it's nice to have a difference of opinion in the board. Okay. Um, especially with Kroenke and his, what I would say, his jewels. I don't mean them type of jewels. <laughs> um, in the NFL, the NHL, um, is it the LA Rams? And he's got Colorado Rapids. He's got the LA yeah. Rams, which is his jewel in the crown. Yeah, and in my view, that's the only reason he wants Arsenal. Yeah, possibly, but I've noticed, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's noticed that his son is spending a lot of time at Arsenal, which almost links us into the other bit we're going to talk about. We can we maybe talk about them. And cross them over. Uh, Gazidis is been linked with Milan, AC Milan, and there was reports on Sky Sports and Talksport this morning that he has agreed terms. Um, it's Sky Sports uh, Italy, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, the Sky, Sky have Sky have got they own uh, Concerio or whatever was that used to be their sports. It's Sky Sports Italy, Germany, uh, and the UK. Sky, it's basically Fox Sports, I think, isn't that who owns Sky now? Because it's all Murdoch. Um, but, yeah, but I believe everything's getting sold at some point. There's a partial agreement through with Disney at the minute until. I can't remember what the other company was called, so it could be all Disney owned at some point. God, I think the only thing that's not part of the deal is Fox News and Fox Sports, but Sky is going to be part of that deal. Okay. Um, but they're reporting that he's agreed in principle to move. Um, and um, reading on BBC, uh, Gazidis is working hard amid Milan links. Um and he, he he's saying that you know he's carrying out. It reading between the lines, it sounds like the deal's done, and he's just trying to make sure. Yeah, I'm doing a job. I'm doing my job. I'm 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 sticking to my contract. I'm doing what I'm told to do. I've handed my notice in. Uh, we'll just wait and see. So um, yeah, I I can see that. And um, with I don't know. I'm still a bit unsure about it all. I know. Sky Sports can't always be the reputable place to get your information from, like any other media. Uh, I, I've said it in the forum as well. Uh, when I think I can't remember who posted up, but I mentioned something in the forum, which was on the lines of how would why would he go now when he has basically just been given the reins from since when ben, Wenger left. So why would he give it up now, which he's been waiting for for so long? That, that's the, the thing that um, really puzzles me, that he, not orchestrated, but Wenger also created some of his own downfall, yes. But Gazidis, I think, was happy to let Wenger do what he did and understood the respect and, you know, oh, yeah, he, he's got this untouchable position. Um but he wanted him to leave, as did Josh Kroenke, wanted to leave and step down from his contract when we won against Chelsea yeah. in the FA Cup. Stan and Arson made a pact and done another two years, and I always had maintained he'd do one rather than two, but for various reasons, and didn't we didn't see how that one would transpire with like empty seats and uh, even lack of protests and stuff like that. Um, 
but uh, Ivan put in a lot of the groundwork and he was starting to be um, uh, stand up to Wenger and Wenger's controls like by putting Sven Mis- Mislintat in place. This is it. He's, he's brought in Sven. He's brought in Raoul. Uh, uh, he brought in the guy from uh, I can't remember his name of Ham Burgess is his name um, from Australia the fitness and yeah. conditioning guy the, this is it he's bringing in his people that he wanted to bring in and now he's got why control. would he give all that up he's got control of the train set exactly why and who it, would want to give that up he's in and I'm per- sure press him conference. and Josh Cronke have got a good relationship um, my, my, and maybe I don't know so much about Stan Kroenke with him. Uh, I'm sure they've got a good relationship. Well, Josh, Josh was sent over in March, and this is where we were talking in a previous podcast around that time, March, April sort of time. Do three months recon on Arsenal and to understand it, and that's where I had already previously said, "Well, I see Wenger leaving in May because yeah. three months and so on." Um, but if Uzmanov is um, selling. If the uh, the Cronkies can take over, why did they want an outside CEO? Um, yeah. And Josh wants a job. And Josh, in fairness, Josh does give a shit to a certain degree. I've seen him more I'm, involved. I'm very sure if they got full takeover, they'd find a job for. He'll he'll make his own job up. Um, for, for Josh, or yeah, for Josh, yeah. Um, well, Josh, Josh will be the boss, won't he? Of course, that's what I mean. He'll make his own job up. So, you know, what I mean, I know what you're saying about the CEO and stuff like that, especially with Ivan. Um, Josh will put himself above everyone, just to be in a job, have his own position, and basically probably deal with the day to day running. But let, if Ivan stays, let him. Uh, Sven and Raul and the rest of the people that they brought in, like Ivan brought in, run the show. But obviously they've got to have someone to answer to. You answer to Josh Cronke rather than Stan. That's where I'm a bit confused when people say, you know what I mean, with that, well, I say people, but it's not. It's um, Why would he come over for them three months to learn things? All right, yes, you like you said about the Wenger leaving, that could have been it. Definitely, but you won't just send him across for nothing. Unless I, unless I can been... see him. I can see him, and I can see him being at Arsenal more than I can Stan. If that happens, oh yeah, no, I no, think he, we'll very he, rarely see Stan. He already. He, we, we never do anyway. But well, actually, you know, what I mean, st- you'll st- very st- rarely see him in in any of the papers or any any like media outlets. I think it'll all be Josh rather than Stan. Agreed, agreed. And Stan and Josh, I think, uh, but the Stan definitely with Gazides turned up at the training ground uh, with Unai. So, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Obviously, he's going to turn up as the head shareholder. He's, he's the majority shareholder. He, he's got to make an appearance. He's got to do that. And I'm sure it was he, he, he was there during the interview processes as well. Or at least got told about him or either that or during the interview process, it, it was on phone. You like a speakerphone, like well, you would have in a meeting. We will wait and see. You know what? I think we take a very quick break because Manny's dropped off for a second. Uh, we'll try and get Manny back on, and then we'll discuss what we really want to discuss um, as a final point, which is um, Ozil and the German team. So we'll be back in a second. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. He is a fox in the box, a tapping merchant. An Arsenal podcast. And he did it brilliantly. He did the job that he was meant to do. By Arsenal fans. I don't like the idea of selling to a rival. For Arsenal fans. How can you wish for Arsenal to lose? This is your Arsenal podcast. He will score the ugly goals. He's class. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Harry Kane got so good now, he's ready to go to a big pub. I've just seen the headline. Wow. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. So, welcome back, guys. Um, Manny has rejoined the building. We haven't banned him totally. Uh, it's just a bit of a, an IT gremlin. Um, and I'm glad he has because, in fairness, the podcast tonight wasn't planned and it has been planned on the back of both 
Mike and Manny um, and their reaction to Mesut Ozil, who in the group stages was uh, statistically, I believe, the most uh, prolific midfielder. Um, he provided the most assists, which he always does, uh, has done for Arsenal. Uh, yet again, uh, none of his other players, uh, teammates, became in to any sort of criticism in the sense of uh, Muller or the guy at Leipzig. They all got away scot-free. There is a little bit of background, and I have to thank Thorpe. Uh, God, there's Irish for you. I have to thank... have to thank Talk Sport um, for giving me some information and some other stuff I looked up, which was... Um, the Germans, uh, after the war, they uh, brought in a bit like the Windrush came into America, uh, sorry, into the United Kingdom uh, from like the Americas. Um, the Turks came into Germany to rebuild um, Germany after the war. Um, there were cheap labor, da 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 da. da. Um, but they then obviously had kids in the country. Um, they you know, cross-populated. I'm trying to think of a better phrase word. Help me out, anybody, if you want. Um, but, like, they integrated with the society um, and they had, you know, across different um, uh, sections, like with Germans and with other European pe uh, people in Germany, they had children, and but they were still known as uh, Deutsche Turks, which was German Turks. Um Ozil mentioned that Podolski, Müller, and and some of the some of the other players who come from Poland again for the very same reason, cheap labour, and they came in as refugees and so on, and uh, start rebuilding Germany. They're not referred to as uh, Polish Germans, and it wasn't until to after the wall came down and sometime in the early nineties that actually Turkish people who moved in. Uh, to Germany in that period were actually given German citizenship and subsequently um, European citizenship. That that may have had an influence on it, but like you know, their families, their kids, and like, I'm, like, I'm Irish. Uh, you know, you know, I'm a foreigner living in a foreign country. Uh, I just think it it's been pretty shit. Um, I think Ozil has dealt with it quite well. Um, and some of me would think maybe he was overreacting, but with the reaction that we've had back from the DFB and the uh, head of the DFB, uh, and it's just like a total shutdown, they've done, them, done themselves no favours whatsoever. Uh, and they've actually made it worse. Hmm. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, first things first. First things first is um, I'm proud of the guy for coming out and, and addressing it. You know, I read every page of his statement. 3,000 words. Yeah, it, it was it was damning, you know. And um, already the, the, the controversy, I don't know why there was controversy and I don't, I don't really want to go into political stuff. But um, you've got a chance to meet the president of your, you know, your parents' heritage, you know, your heritage. Um, Listen, if I got a chance to meet the Queen, I'd go up and shake her hand and take a photograph with her. I'm oh, Irish. Oh, exactly, exactly. You know, if he was invited to do so, then what's the problem? You know, as long as it doesn't impact his performance on the pitch... What does it matter what he does off it? But there was a big, there was a big deal about it. Um, I don't know what the political background is. To be honest, I don't care. All I saw was a man going to meet another man and showing respect to each other. That's, so that's how I saw it. So now we go to the World Cup and he wasn't the worst player. And we all know my opinion on Ozil, but I can pick out five players at the top of my head who were shocking, shocking, right? Worse than him. But they've got nothing. Ozil, at the you know the end of the match against South Korea, confronting fans because they were attacking him about his heritage. It wasn't about the they football. They booed him. Exactly. It wasn't about the football. It was personal. 
you know, it went beyond football. So then I speculated. I remember I came out in, in one of the podcasts Man, and I said, Manny, you know can what? I, can I stop you there a second? If you, if you and, and don't forget your spot, yep. but if you go back and think when Rooney came along and told the fans to fuck off mm. in South Africa, we're all going nuts mm-hmm. and saying he shouldn't disrespect the fans like that. They've traveled all that way. Mm-hmm. How, if the England fans, and they were booing them at times, we were criticizing the England fans who were booing Rooney and those. So what's mm. the difference with Ozil? Oh, the Ozil. I think it's a huge difference. There is. He, he he never made them gestures to um to the fans. No. Um the fans made the gestures towards him. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I'm, I'm... I'd like to point out as well, sorry, quick guys, it wasn't just Ozil who was criticised. It, it was it Gundawan and I can't remember who else there was. But unfortunately Ozil has got the full brunt of it. Mm-hmm. I know there was three German players who met the Turkish president. No, I think it was just Ozil and Gundogan. Two. It, it, was it just Gundogan? Gundogan. I, thought was, yeah. I thought there was three, but... No, it was just I, them I've, two. I've read wrong there somewhere, but yeah, I know there was Gundogan as well. Yeah. And it's, unfortunately for Ozil, he, he has felt the full brunt of it. I yep. I'm, I hope, you know what I mean, I'd, I'd shake Ozil's hand all the way on this one. I think he's mm-hmm. done really well. Yep. And he's played it so well. Uh, and that statement, I was the same. I read every single word. And Damn it. To, <laughs> no one could put it better no. than, what it, oh, than what that statement was, how that statement was made. Yep. And uh, the, the thing of reading it, the thing is I can, I can relate to it somewhat. You know, we all know I was I wasn't born in this country. I moved to this country when I was six years old. Um, so if if, if I was in, in Ozil's position, in, in Ozil's position, I'm a bit different. I would never play for England um, simply because. Okay, let me watch my words. But yeah, I, I'd never play for England. You know, for for me, you know, I was born I, in France. I, I, was, I would play for France. You know, yeah, but 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 Ozil was born in Germany. Exactly, just like I was just like I was born just like I was born in France to Congolese parents. But I would play for France because that's where I was born. That's where I was would you, raised. Would somewhat. you pay for Congo or Hell um, no. No, there we go. Hell no. Yeah. no. My, my, Hell no. My, do- my daughter holds uh, a British passport. My son holds a British passport. My wife holds a British passport. Uh, my daughter also owns, uh, holds an Irish passport because of Brexit and all the consequences that's coming it's, out. Uh, dual nationality, though, isn't it? I think. Uh, yep. No matter, no matter what you, uh, you know, what I mean, if, there, you've there got, are restric- if you've got dual nationality parents, then you'll get a dual nationality passport. So uh, you'll get two there passports. There are there are restrictions on certain countries that make you surrender your. Um, most, I'd say most don't anymore. America um, only allow, as far as I'm aware, only allow Irish and Israeli passports as the only two uh, that you. Uh, can hold alongside a blue passport, a, uh, an American passport. I know my daughter was talking about um, uh, she is in a relationship and lives out. She's been out there for four or five years. Um, she mentioned something about that she would actually have to give up her British passport if she wanted to become a German citizen. And a lot of countries uh, do insist that you you relinquish your citizenship. Well, in all fairness, with well, I, I would have thought. Sorry, not not in all fairness. I would have thought with her living in Germany I thought with it being a European passport still uh, uh, I didn't think it would matter uh, it, because she's now that's why we got the Irish passport for her but yeah. that's that, it, we're going off the uh, off, yeah, off we have, message yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but but Ozil was born there and yeah go on Manny you carry on what we yeah. were saying um, oh, I forgot where I was in the first place you were on, on about whether, whether you would play for you know, England or Congo or no, France. I, I would, I would play for France because that's that's where I was born. You know, so it's you, you know when when the French team um, won the World Cup and people were making jokes about oh Africa won the World Cup. No, they were born there. You know, they were born there. They were raised there. They speak the language. They were they were educated there. They learned their trade there. They're Frenchmen. You know, and uh, we need, and people need to, they need to get away from that. You know, just because their parents are you know from. Um, African background, Caribbean background, or wherever background they're from. I'm they're- sure Irish have had some influence somewhere along the way. We have had it in every other country in the world. Nope. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just, it's heritage. People need to stop focusing on, on the heritage. And then it's, 
the thing is, right, if you were to put, and I'm going to use an example on the French team, if you were to put Pogba and if you were to put Griezmann up in the line and, and if you were to ask the majority of French people who would you consider French, the majority of them will say Griezmann. Why? Because he's a white male with, brown, with blonde hair, forgetting that Griezmann has German background. But they wouldn't yep. look at that because they just see a white male with blonde hair and they say, yep, he's a Frenchman. He epitomizes what a Frenchman is. Right. And that goes, and that, that goes with a lot of players out there. So we can bring it back to Ozil now. Ozil's statement, he said, you know what? I, I was born in Germany. I was raised in Germany. I pay my taxes. I identify myself as a, as a German citizen, as a German, but with Turkish background. Right. And that's what people are focusing on. I think that that's one of the main reasons why he got so much stick is because he has got Turkish heritage. If it was any other, and no other player got it as hard as him. And he wasn't the worst. People can't tell me it's because he took a picture with with the Turkish president. No, they've been on Ozil for a long time. Whenever he, Ozil does not perform for Germany, you've got, you know, what was his name? Lotmar Mateus or whatever his name is. You've got like all these German legends that come out and just criticize him. When the Germans, when the German team does not perform, Ozil's not the one that gets different it the worst. Than a lot of the Arsenal fan base who, you know, we, if he is, if we have a bad game and he appears to look totally different. He's, for Germany, he's a totally different entity. You can see it. You can see it. You can, we've seen it. He's a totally different player for Germany. He puts his all when he plays for Germany. He actually wore that shirt with pride for Germany. So reading, you know, what happened and, you know, when he went to explain himself to, to the DFB president and then the president didn't want to hear it. That was, man, I, 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 I feel, so, I feel sorry for the guy. Truly, I feel sorry for the guy. And it goes, but, and, and, this is this thing about, you know, the heritage and, 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 you know, racism and things like that is systematic in football. It goes way beyond grassroots, grassroots, sorry, and, and football clubs and national teams. It's right at the top. We call it in the NHS, the snowy white peaks, right? I'm pretty sure a lot of people know what, what snowy white peaks is. If you don't, then let me explain it is the higher you go, the whiter it gets. Right, so there, there's no diversity, and the more male, I expect, and the more male. There's no diversity at the top, right? They're all old white men at the top. Let, let's just let's be candid about this, right? So I'm all right then. No, you're, you're, yeah, you're fine. You would get into any job in FIFA. You would get into any job in UEFA, right? So this this talk of you know of racism and things like that, it's from the top all the way down. The lawmakers do not understand a thing about diversity they don't understand the thing about having a different heritage and having and having people pick on that you know not because of your footballing talent but pick on the fact that you are an expat or your parents are from a different heritage but you're playing for the country that you were born in they don't understand that so we cannot expect the lawmakers to pass down effective laws and and effective rules about racism and things that happen on the pitch when they do not understand that Look how many times teams like CSK have been in the media and the fans have been in the media for things that happen and they get bullshit fines that doesn't affect them. Because- then I, I, I get that and I, I don't agree with like the old monkey chants and bananas on the pitch and you know, whatever else you can go in in the, the horrible shit that goes on. Um, and please take this next Uh-oh. statement a little bit with a... Not a pinch of salt, but just like a, a devil advocate's view. Um, I think um, Ozil has been treated horribly and disrespectfully as a man, uh, as a footballer, and because he took a, pit, a picture with a, a another dignitary from another country and he's been a scapegoat for it. My only fear um, with it a little bit, and I, I do think it, it has been... Uh, a racist racist well it's race related our, our, our country specific but I just hate the fact that everything that goes on these days ends up being racist and you know listen guys I I, I, I know not everybody who listens you knows me do but, not but need you, to explain you, yourself when you, it comes you to know, that you know, you, know, you know that I'm not but I I just hate that it, it, it Something like this could explode into Hold a on. race relations let, let thing. Me, let, let me stop you there. Just look at the political line. I'm going political, but I have to. Look at the political landscape across the world. And look at the majority of leaders. And look at the leader of the free world. 
right? Look what's going on in this country since Brexit. Look what's been going on in Europe since the ref- since the refugee, you know, since refugees have been coming into different countries in Europe. Look what's happened, right? In Brazil, right? Just just recently, a right wing candidate is running for the presidency. So it's rife. Right. It is right. France, now, France is the same. The, Le Pen and France, so exactly. Yeah. It's it's going on everywhere, right? It's a systematic thing that's going on and, everywhere. And, 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 and this is a football podcast, so like obviously, and an Arsenal podcast. But th- th- there are underlining reasons behind that, which is people are just fucked off. Of with, course, with, of with, course, with, with the elite. Yep, carried on being elite, and us normal people not there, having opinions. There's, there's nothing. The get, is, there's nothing that's. The, yeah. The world, the world is the world is changing. Sorry, man. Yeah. I kept interrupting, mate. The world is changing, and it's not changing for the better. It's not. Uh, there is too many. Is... Me too, or just two? Say that again. There, Me too, oh, or just two? There's there's many. There is there's so many me. There's so many different categories for me too's. It's unreal. Yeah. It, it really is unreal. The, the way society is right now and the way, again, the things that are happening and then the videos that you see online, it is no surprise that the, the treatment that Oza has received. Look at the, look at the um, reaction from it. Not just from certain players who have come out and supported it, but look at the, look at the comments from the Bayern president and the comments from the DFB themselves. You know, the criticism that have come out There's, and them trying to deflect the, the fact the, that it was the, about the, race. The disgusting. The the establishment just basically saying no, nothing's wrong, and and that's where I thought the DV, uh, the DFB, done themselves no favors whatsoever. No. Listen, I, the only thing, and Mike, you need to jump in in a second because you were going to say something. Yep. The only thing I hope from from this, and um, you know, whether it's racist or or, or, or whatever, uh, but like the the treatment of a fellow player and a fellow countryman of of uh their fellow countryman or player um i'm hoping that you, you what made me say this sorry i'm getting a bit tongue tied that what made me say this was mike you said the world's changing and we flippantly came along i came along about so two and me too and so on um some of it is uh, extreme but i'm just hoping that the world changing means that more people can be who they are like whether you're black white green yellow Gay, straight, whatever. That you know, we can all just enjoy football, enjoy Arsenal, Germany, France, England, Ireland, whatever. But yeah, um, to go off topic, topic just that little bit, and it will be just a short statement. We all bleed the same colour, and we all shit from the same asshole. In True. in retrospect, we all shit the same, and we all bleed the same. Racism is flat out just disgusting. I I, I hate it. it. It's one of my things. That I just can't stand it. And and obviously, I don't want to go too much more off of topic. And that's why I say the world is changing and it's not for the better. And unfortunately, in this country, for instance, Brexit was part of that. And I believe that's I think it's a it's world the movement. instigator of everything that's starting to come up. It was already there, don't get me wrong. It was probably more in the under the underbelly, but unfortunately, since then, it has pushed it to the surface. Uh, to go back on what we should be doing is on topic. Um, the way Ozil has been treated by it all, uh, from from the top end, uh, the DFB to, like we said before about the the Munich president, the seriously, they ain't got a clue, and they ain't listened to a word he has said. Nope, and they, they haven't. They're basically they've got blinkers on. They're not. They don't want to hear it. That's the problem. <laughs> it's it's funny you mention this because when we talk about inclusion and when we talk about diversity, when we talk about race, people get really, really uncomfortable and they don't want to tackle it. It's an uncomfortable topic. I don't understand why it's so uncomfortable for people to talk about it. But think about the people who are experiencing it. Think about the fact that. Ozil, who identifies himself as a German, who represented Germany, feels this way, you know, feels like he's being attacked because of his heritage, something that he had no control over, nothing at all. It's so not it, it, as if he's handed this president a turkey. It's not as if he's handed him a German football top. It was a, he, it was he's an given Arsenal an Arsenal one. 
it was an it Arsenal is, top, yeah. exactly. So and going, it's the same for Gundogan. He handed him a Man City top. It's it's it, oh, oh, God, it's, it's, it's gave me so angry. It's, <laughs> it's, sorry. So, it, it's crazy. I'm going to make this this final point, and I'm going to shut up. Right, but it, it's hilarious, right? And let's let's go. I'm going to go back to the World War quickly when the Russians came and and the British came to Berlin and won the war. What happened after? World War was that Germans who were still alive and who were still around in Germany felt that they were being persecuted because of what Hitler done. Felt like they were being persecuted and they were being labeled Nazis, Nazis when they weren't one. Right? So now we fast forward to however many years and the same thing is happening to Ozil and people are jumping on, the, are jumping on that bandwagon and judging him for something he had no control over. Judging him for the actions of other people. He's, 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 he's been the scapegoat of it all. A he huge really scapegoat. Has. And I feel sorry he for him. Wherever, wherever he, however he performs on the pitch for Arsenal has no bearing on what he has gone through. What he's gone through is personal. What he's that, gone that through is, is some... It's a, it is a personal attack and it's, it's wrong. It's personal and it's some, it's some of the things that I've gone through in my past as well, which I'm not going to go into. So I feel, I feel really strongly about it. I don't know if you can hear it. It might sound really strongly about it and I can go on and on and on about it. But I feel really sorry for him. I stand for it because racism has no place in our society. It's 2000 and 18 and people are still being judged by how they look as opposed to who they are as people I think you'll be um, uh, agreeing in what I say that um, Arsenal Fans Forum Cards and Yellow Ribbons and the various other platforms that us three share and some of the other people who've been on here share on um, we all 100% agree with what you said there is no place for it um, uh, me, I, I don't care, Manny. You're from, you're French, mm-hmm. first of all. Apparently, uh, I live in England. I meant to hate you. Um, you're of uh, African and you're black. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm white. I meant to hate you because I'm, you know, uh, uh, Mike. You're Northern. It could be worse. You could be ginger, and then like Jesus Christ, we're, you know, we're we're in deep shit. But listen, my point being is. We don't care. We take people as people. And that's what we... And that's how I work my life. I take people for people. I don't care what you're... Blue, green, yellow, whatever. Um, And I take Arsenal fans as Arsenal fans and Arsenal players who play for Arsenal. um, I support them 100% while they wear an Arsenal shirt. 100%. Um, And and as long as they... If they leave uh, and they maintain respect for what they've done... um, I will still respect them. If they do a Sammy Nasri, um, oh, I don't. Let's not even go in, into that with him, but... The, the, Fucking hell, that was that, that was heavy. Yeah, that was heavy. And you know <laughs> what? Ozil hasn't done anything to deserve the treatment that he has gotten. And then for him to, you know, for people to come out and treat him the way they have treated him, bearing in mind he's won the German player of the year five times. So he can't be that bad of a player, but people are forgetting that and they're just pointing on he, one he, incident. He w- Boy. He won the World Cup practically single-handedly for them in their home tournament, didn't he? No, it wasn't. It was in Brazil. It was the Euros? Was, it was the Euro, Euro? Yeah, didn't he? Which one did he? He was like oh, just before he went to. We were linked with him. It must have been uh, the Ukraine. Euro two, what, what Euro? I know what you what Euro you were talking about when he destroyed England. He he he. Um, no, but he yeah, just, he, he did, destroyed yeah. everybody. Then he went. We were linked with him, and then he went to Real Madrid, yeah. and then we got him in, in, in the end. And you know, he was Ozil's this, Ozil's that, Ozil's the other, and now Ozil's like scraping off his shoe. Uh, Listen, I'm so sorry for him. I, I really we've do. got Ozil. Metis Ozil. I will never I sing that song. Don't think you understand. He's Emery's man. Nope. nope. Don't you dare say it. Don't you dare say it. He's better than Zidane. Yeah. We got Meze Ozil. There is another version. Have you seen the other version? I, I, oh, I'll, I'll look it up. Change uh, the damn better than Zidane thing, please. No, no, no. no, 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 no there, there is another one around, and it's something about um, he's he plays for Emery. He's better... Um, he, he's better than Germany or something like that. So there you go. You prefer that one. You'll sing that one, won't you? No. No, I won't. I don't want to ah. sing it. 
I don't want to sing it, but he needs to change the better than Zidane thing, man. I take that so personally. That's, that's, no, 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 that's no, my that, hero. That, that replaces the Zidane thing. It just goes, he plays for Emery, he's better than Germany. We've got Messi Ozil. We've got Ozil. Messi Ozil. I'll wear, Just I'll wear, think I'll, I'll wear a, I stand with Ozil t-shirt. I will gladly wear that, but I'm, I'm not singing that song. Yeah, but he, I, listen, I think we need to depoliticize lots of stuff at the minute because everything seems to be politicized, including Ozil. Yeah. I think he's got treated awful. Um, there we go. He deserves listen, more. Yeah, he deserves more. He does deserve more. He, he needs to give more uh, to Arsenal at times, um, but he's a gooner. Yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, Definitely. guys. It was impromptu, um, hastily planned. Uh, but Jesus Christ, it was meant to be a short one. Uh, we filled. It, it was never going to be a short one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it started off that it was just going to be. We need to talk about Ozil, yeah. and then it was Ozil happened, and then there was Henry. And then there was Thierry Henry, and then there was players dropping off at Singapore, and the change in the regime, which was just like a bit of a filler. And then uh, this morning and last night, we had Gazidis. Here we go. It's amazing what happens in 24 hours. Yeah, 24 know, hours in Tulsa. <laughs> oh, man. But it's been real. It was deep. Been real. It was heavy. But um, it, it needed to be said. People just need to... Um, just respect each other. Um, we all live on the same planet. Exactly. Yeah. We, like you, like Mike said, we all bleed the same. And I just wish people would stop making hashtag, judgments. Hashtag yeah. Gooner family. Gooner family. Yeah. Stop making judgments about what people look like. Judge them by their actions. And hashtag judge them Gooner by family. Hashtag exactly. get out the 18th century. Thank you very much. Get out the sixties, for God's sake! Come on. Right, we need to we need to move this onto BBC Four because we're getting extremely, (laughs) 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 extremely political and deep. Uh, Listen, uh, I I've enjoyed it again as always. I enjoy it. Um, I've enjoyed hearing your opinions um, and your knowledge. Um, We'll see maybe next week, but we're definitely back before this season starts. Thanks very much, everybody. Mark Silk will tell you what to do next. See you later. Up the Arsenal. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.